Welcome back. I'm Tracy Ramos, and you're listening to Booze Nation, the podcast. This is a special St. Patrick's Day episode because it is St. Patrick's Day 2022. And as we know, St. Patrick's Day is another big drinking day, which means another big bartender day and big bartender night. And I get the feeling that, you know, after two years of limited St. Patrick's Day celebration, this year is going to be a big old shit show. That's just... My opinion, I I could be wrong. But, you know, it was around St. Patrick's Day 2020 when San Francisco and many other, many other cities and counties went into lockdown for the first time. And that was such a strange feeling going into lockdown because in 2020, we all thought the lockdown would be the short six weeks that it was predicted. And the coronavirus would be under control and go away without a lot of damage. And, huh, so wrong about that one. So today, go drinking. Get your Guinness. Get your Jameson on. Please, please, please don't get so drunk you forget to tip the bartenders because that sucks. And this is a really rough day. So please don't do that. You know, I don't really know so much about St. Patrick. You know, the man, the myth, the legend. Growing up, I don't really remember learning about Patrick. I remember wearing green to school and cutting out four-leaf clovers with really dull scissors. And that was pretty much my memory of St. Patrick. So I did a little bit of research about good old Patrick. Guess what, guys? He is crazy. Oh my God, he's nuts. Shocking, right? First of all, Patrick isn't even Irish. He's English. And right now, so many Irish people are pissed off. I know they are. I mean, I know that so many Irish people already know this, but to remind them that their um, patron saint isn't even Irish, he started out English, that has to piss them off so much. And I don't really blame him. And he is responsible, Patrick, he is responsible for bringing Christianity to Ireland, which really means he forced religion on a bunch of people that probably didn't want Christianity in their lives and were really happy without it. So rude. That is terrible. I guess what happened was at the age of 16, Patrick was, quote, torn by Irish raiders, unquote, from his parents' house. He was taken away to Ireland and enslaved. He was a slave in Ireland, and he spent about six years as a herdsman, during which, at that time, uh, he turned to his faith. And, you know, I guess if you're herding sheep for six years, you got to do what you got to do to get by. So I can't really, you know, bust him on that one. But finally, you know, after all of his turning to his faith, uh, he escapes and goes back to Britain. Yay. Happy ending, right? No. He's He's in England, and he has a dream. Yes, he has a dream, and he dreams that the Irish are begging him to come back. That's what his dream is, which to me is a big old red flag because I'm always skeptical of people and their dreams of conquering. That's, a, that's, that's not good. I'm not on board with that. You're conquering places and you're conquering people. I don't like it. But Patrick follows his dream. Yeah, and he goes back to Ireland where he is so confident in the Lord that he journeys far and wide, baptizing, confirming all over the place, which, of course, Patrick, 
is confident that he's doing the right thing because he's a white Christian bro. They're all confident in their ethnocentric and egocentric ways. Duh. And honestly, what it sounds like is that Patrick laid the groundwork. A template, maybe. You might want to call it for the Catholic Church. Yeah, if this Christian bro can force religion on an entire country, why not force religion on a few more continents? Yeah, ever heard of the Crusades? Yep, that was when the Catholic Church went on a baptizing and confirming tirade for almost 200 years through parts of Europe and Asia. Kind of bloody. Actually, it was very bloody because 1.7 million people died. And then you might remember a certain father, Junipero Serra, that dick, uh, who founded the California missions by baptizing and confirming Native Americans, aka forcing religion on them, enslaving them, brutalizing them, all in the name of the church. Again, what a dick. So I guess... You know, Patrick was such a trailblazer for the Catholic Church. You know, they just had to give him a sainthood. Asshole. If you can't tell that I'm a recovering Catholic, I'm a recovering Catholic. Yeah. And one more thing. Patrick wrote that he raised people from the dead. Yeah, like 33 people. Some are supposed to have been deceased for many, many years. Again, another red flag. Seriously, Patrick, raising people from the dead is like so fifth century. Can't you be like a little bit more original in your writings slash lying about yourself? This is what you come up with? I I guess not. So there you have a very, very brief introduction to St. Patrick. I'm not sure he's a role model for the peeps. I really don't. I mean, don't be a white Christian bro. Don't force religion on people. Don't lie about raising people from the dead or other so-called miracles. Don't do those things. No, don't do any of those things. But what I, but what you can do is, like I said before, go out, drink Guinness, drink Jameson, drink whatever helps you get the day, get through the day, and don't get so drunk you forget to tip the bar staff. That's what you can do. some fun trivia for you guys. Um, An average of 13 million pints of Guinness are served on St. Patrick's Day. That's kind of a lot. Uh, Guinness is served 819% more often on St. Patrick's Day than any other day of the year. St. Patrick's Day is the third most popular drinking day in America. Uh, Cabbage. Shipments increase 70% in the week leading up to the big day. Wow. And Chicago, they dump 50 pounds of green dye into the river every St. Patrick's Day. It's vegetable dye, so I guess that's okay. The population of Irish Americans is seven times the population of Ireland. The first St. Patrick's Day parade was in 1737 in Boston. And the Boston parade wasn't just the first in the States. It was the first one in the entire world. There you go. A little bit of St. Patrick's trivia. So I asked a couple of my friends about their memories regarding St. Patrick's Day, and sometimes that can be difficult because 
you've been drinking for 12 to 14 to 16 to 17 hours, and sometimes you just don't have memories. But thank you to Dee and to Aaron and to Siobhan. They sent in some audio clips about their memories of St. Patrick's Day, and we will get to those in a second. Uh, My memories of St. Patrick's Day kind of blend together because I worked so many St. Patrick's Day, and I was working in an Irish bar. So it was crazy. Oh my gosh, it was just banana pants all day long. Basically in a good way, though. You know, um, everybody that worked there was behind the shift at one point in the day or in the evening. Um, And I, for me, I always considered it a good day, a good St. Patrick's Day, if there was not any blood and not any vomit. So that's how I kind of felt <laughs> successful. Um, but one Patrick St. Patrick's Day that stands out in, in my mind is uh, we were on a cable car in the parade, and we had made it through the parade, and we were on our way back to the bar. We were down Valencia Street, and we were so close, so close to the bar. And a friend of mine fell off the cable car. She was standing and then she wasn't. It was almost like when you're little and you like try to learn how to dive, but you basically just belly flop and belly flop. That's kind of what she looked like. I just saw her back just go down. Um, I know it's not funny, Um, because she did get a skinned knee and she skinned her hand, but she was okay. And, um, she just walked into the bar and continued to drink the rest of the day. So thank you, KK, for that great memory. Um, it was a pleasure spending so many, uh, St. Patrick's Day with you and, um, yeah, glad that was just the the only thing that happened was you got a skin knee and a little bit of uh, skin palm. Um, so now we're going to listen to Siobhan, Aaron, and Dee. Thanks, guys. Happy St. Patrick's Day to Booze Nation. This is Siobhan calling in with some thoughts and feelings about St. Pat's. Uh, a holiday that I, I think, like most Americans, I mostly acknowledged as a child uh, by cutting shamrocks out of green construction paper and putting maybe green glitter on macaroni. Who could remember? Um, One thing I do remember, though, is my Irish grandparents coming to visit when I was maybe three, and my mother, this is probably my grandfather's uh, desire, in fact, but my mother planned for us to all go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade here in town. It's not a small one. We've got quite a historically significant Irish-American population and uh, an Irish immigrant population in San Francisco. And I just remember learning that I hate parades. Um, if you're if you're under six feet, a parade, and yes, this includes pride. I'll be coming back in June with this hot take again, but parades, not for me. Too, too many people, not enough places for me to stand and be able to see and um, I learned that at three years old on St. Patrick's Day. So I think that might be the only time as a kid that, that we even tried to go. What I do recommend, though, especially if you're here in town, is uh, being in the St. Patrick's Day Parade itself. Yeah, find a float that will that will let you get on it. 
and do that because then you're coming down the main drag. You can see everything. You can throw candy to babies or necklaces to strangers and everybody's clapping and cheering. It is just a solid good time. Uh, and I've only done it once with your Booth Nation host uh, and assorted other friends. But other than the fact that I remember being really panicked about getting off the float to find some place to pee and then and then catching up with the float, and this is way before cell phones, um, so I'm not sure how I did any of those things. But my advice would be figure that out in advance. Uh, look at the parade route and, and calculate where you're going to use the bathroom. But other than that, excellent time. Five stars out of five. Recommend. Um, and if you're in San Francisco, another fun thing to do that has far fewer people screaming and yelling and throwing things, at least in my experience, is going over to the Irish Cultural Center. And uh, maybe there's one in every town. I have I have no idea. I've only been to ours. But they have a fun little block party. They've got food and live music. And... Um, it's very pleasant, and it's in a cool building. And um, I did that as a kid, and I did it a couple years ago as an adult as well, and so I can recommend that. And last but not least, if you know somebody's grandma or auntie who's who's cooking a full meal of corned beef, potatoes, and cabbage, get yourself invited to dinner. It's much more fun than going to a bar um, where they don't really want to serve you because it's just a it's a it's a rough night. It's a busy night. So those are my event suggestions. Uh, have a great, safe week and slancha. That's cheers. Bye. So one of my most memorable St. Patrick's Days was actually in New York City in the early 2000s at one of the bars I would frequent there called um, Cowgirl. And it was in the West Village and they would celebrate not St. Patrick's Day, but St. Patsy Klein's Day. And what that entailed was a wonderful, um, not karaoke, but a wonderful like competition of people just singing her songs, singing them beautifully. Uh, and the majority of the people who would get up to sing were fabulous drag queens from around New York. And, you know, everyone was decked out in their petticoats with scarves around their necks, curls in their hair. It was really fantastic. Uh, there was one year, uh, I think we went twice, but anyways, there was one year when, um, there was a German tourist who arrived and she had just gotten off the plane and she was just so taken aback and she loved Patsy Klein and she just got up there and sang, I fall to pieces in her most raspy, deep German voice. <laughs> and it was amazing. The crowd went wild. Um, and to this day, I, I hear her voice all the time when I hear that song. Um, but it was really a fun time, a fun way to spend St. Patrick's Day. Anyways, thanks for letting me reminisce. Bye, Tracy. In all of my years of working, uh, the Patty's Day celebrations, I'll have to say they all kind of turn into one long day. 
Like, if I think about it, nothing ever specific just jumps out like one story from one Patty's Day. Um, it's just, you know, thousands and thousands of Guinness served and Jameson splashed onto the bar. Um, whoopsies, sorry, we'll get that for you. Um, <laughs> right? But, but I do remember, um, a specific day after Patty's Day, you know, dun, 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 dun. I had to work, I had to open up, and I had like probably, you know, one of those hangovers that, people write stories about that was so bad it could have its own like luggage with it that hangover you know because back then I still drank and I drank a lot and uh, I was like a wraparound drunk so you know probably as I went into open with my pounding headache I was looking forward to being um you know drunk again very soon and um and that's normal when you're um you know, work in the day after Patty's Day, and you drink a lot. That's that's normal. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> I don't drink anymore. I'll just say, and I, I like to be funny about stuff like that because if you can't laugh, right? So, anyways, uh, day after Patty's Day, nursing my wounds and anybody else's who's come in, and this guy comes in and he says, "You know, I was here last night. I had a great time." I love this bar. Nice to meet you. Probably you waited on me, but it was so busy. And I was like, yeah, buddy, nice to meet you too. And we chatted a little bit. And he said, yeah, I'd like to order a beer, but I don't have my wallet. So I guess I'll just see if my my jacket's here. I'm pretty sure I left it here. And I said, yeah, of course, let me look. It was there. I handed over to him over the bar. He puts it on and he feels around in his pockets and he goes, oh, hey, here's my wallet. I guess I will order a beer. Oh, here's my keys and here's my cell phone. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. You know, like, oh, my whole life is here in this jacket that I left at this bar last night on the busiest day of the year for you. And he had this just faith, this good faith that all of his stuff was still going to be there at the bar. And it was. And, uh, you know, that that to me was rather remarkable. Um, anyways, uh, thanks for letting me share my story. Hopefully, hopefully you can use it. Uh, I love your podcast. I think it's awesome. I think you're awesome. Thank you, Dee. What a sweet sentiment. And thank you again to Siobhan and Aaron for your audio clips. I really appreciate that. And I want to end this episode with an Irish proverb. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. I chose that particular proverb for my friend E.B. Happy St. Patrick's Day, E.B. Thank you for listening to Booze Nation, the podcast. It can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Please follow, rate, and review the show. I'm supposed to say that. Uh, have fun today and tonight. Remember, guys, no blood, no vomit. And please, please tip your bartenders. Thanks. Thanks.